Hey there, and welcome back to the Virtual Cafe for another coffee combo about business finances. I'm your host, Kerry Zab, and I am joined by Kim White. We invite you to join us at our table with your favourite brew. Let's pull up our chairs and get into today's episode. Come on, let's go. It's coffee time. Happy Easter, Kim. Oh, thanks, Kerry. Happy Easter to you. Do you know what I'm going to have for Easter, Kim? What are you going to have, Terry? I am really looking forward to toasted hot cross buns with my morning coffee. Ooh, I'm coming to your house, Carrie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know this trick, Kim, but if you do them in the air fryer under the grill, then the bottom stays soft, but the top gets toasty and it's nice and warm and the butter melts. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. So I'll be back in a minute, Carrie. I'm really hungry now. W- were you booking a flight, Kim? I- I'm booking a flight so I can come over and have hot cross buns with you. <laughs> in the cafe, yay! <laughs> in the cafe. <laughs> well, Kim, we probably should get into today's episode. Um, Easter is an exciting time for those that like hot cross buns or Easter eggs. And we do want to speak about uh, all of your eggs in one basket. Oh, is this your Easter basket, Kimmy, or is this your business basket? Well, it just so happens that it's Easter time and eggs go in a basket, and it just seemed quite fitting to speak about those eggs in the basket in our business. Oh, I can't wait to hear this, Carrie. Well, Kim, what comes to mind for you when you think about your business and your clients and then you've got this selection, this beautiful selection of Easter eggs in front of you and then you've got the baskets? Or do you have one basket? Carrie, this brings up in my head my board that has all of my clients on stickies that are Easter egg colours. Oh, yes. (laughs) So I think that this is very interesting. I need you to tell me more. Well, I think of it like this, Kim, and I was I was challenged with this a little while ago, and I realised this is an international podcast, so I will speak internationally for a moment, <laughs> because here in Australia, there are kind of tax laws about your clients and the percentage of income coming into your business, so the sales that you're making in your business from one client. There's a limit because there's things out there here, there's a thing out there called personal services income tax, and it's a much higher tax rate that your business can fall under if you have one client that you're servicing, 100% of your business income is coming from that one client. And I think it ranges down. I. Don't quote me, anyone don't quote me on this because I haven't looked this up for some time because it hasn't been applicable to me for some time. But when I learned of it at the time, which was a few years back, I think you had to be under 80% of your revenue from one client. So essentially what that taught me, A, I didn't want to pay personal services tax because it's a much higher percentage. But number two was, it was actually a good lesson learned because we shouldn't have all our eggs in one basket from one client. Because if something changes in that relationship or their business, all of the above, we're in a little bit of trouble. If we're relying on one client and one revenue stream, that could be a little bit messy for us and that could come at a not great time for us. 
So Kim, that's what I mean by having all your eggs in one basket when we think about our business revenue. Oh my goodness, Carrie, that is like scary and very intriguing that it has to be under a certain percentage. I, I think of the difference between owning a business and having a J-O-B. You know, when you have a J-O-B, that's having one client. You, you're working for one place. If they do a layoff or if they close their doors, there's not another option. So I feel like you are tapping into a whole lot of things, Kiri, and opening a can of worms. <laughs> I, I could be, and not intentionally, and not to scare anyone, because firstly, let me say, and you guys know there's the little disclaimer at the end of the show that we just speak about our experiences. We want you to reach out to your own tax professional, especially for where you are in the world and the laws that are applicable to you. And again, don't quote me on the Australian rules because it's probably changed. But I do know that in business, it is a very smart position to be in, to not have all your eggs in one basket. Kim, do you need another coffee? I do, Carrie. Okay, why don't we just take a quick break, rest our voices, grab that other cup, and we'll be right back. See you in a minute. Do you find your finances confusing or overwhelming? Well, guess what? You're not alone. I'm Kerry Zab and I am your financial designer. It's time to take away those sleepless nights, all the stress and pressure we feel from those flippin' digits. Finances can be hard. This is why your seat at my virtual cafe is reserved in the Biz Beans Club. Our gatherings are held on the third Monday of each month at 6pm Central Time and I'd love you to join us to ask questions, gain access to resources so that you can get in control of your business finances. This is where coffee meets money. Are you ready? What are you waiting for? It's time for you to be in the driver's seat of your finances. All you need to do is click the link in the show notes of this episode to join us in the Biz Beans Club. Kim, that feels better. What do you reckon? Oh my goodness, Carrie, I can't wait to enjoy this cup of coffee with you. Me too. So what were we talking about, Carrie? Oh, I'm not sure. Hang on. (laughs) Oh, there it is. Whether that looks like if you're a service-based business, you might have multiple clients that you service. You could also adopt some online income that's coming in because that's just coming in from various sources. So it's not classified, even though it's one stream from your website, say, that's not one stream of income because there's multiple people purchasing. So it's just something to think about in the risk that we hold in business and how we position ourselves in our industry and in our marketplace to make sure that if someone drops off for whatever reason, if you're a service-based business and you lose a client, you don't want it to be a large percentage because then you've got a you've got this all of a sudden panic mode of, oh my goodness, I just lost 60% of my income. What do I do now? How do I replace that with either one large client or multiple smaller clients? It's just stress and panic we don't need. 
Oh my goodness, Carrie, this is such a great topic because I think everyone coming out of the great freeze, as you call it, I think maybe they experienced some of this if they had a J-O-B or, well, even if they had clients, everybody kind of had a shutdown moment, I feel like with the isolation and the, you know, all of that. So Carrie, this is a huge topic. And Kim, to that point, I was one of those people as well. My business came to a grinding halt by 80% in a matter of a week because all of my everyone, no one knew what to do. No one had been through this before. None of us knew how long it was going to go on for. And as you would remember too, Kim, and anyone tuning in, the media had this at such a heightened level of panic. You can't blame anyone for going, oh, hang on, let's just pause what we're doing for the moment. So I had weeks of time after the great freeze where everyone just said we don't know what's going to happen so we have to stop what we're doing so that we can sit back and, and watch and watch this unfold to know what we can do everyone's revenue stopped and if a business likewise and i couldn't honestly like even look at a client and blame them for that decision because if I was in their shoes, I'd be doing the same thing. You don't know if you're going to have revenue coming in. The world came to an almighty stop. Everything got put on pause. So that decrease in revenue in my business, although temporary at the time, could have gone on for a lot longer and could have been far worse. It was only a couple of months of that 80% drop. But then the rebuild came into it because not everyone, you know, the doors didn't suddenly open and everybody started trading and everything was back to normal. So there was that element of rebuild after that period as well. So if we look at that as a reflection of what can happen, it's kind of the same as all the eggs in one basket. So that's a good point, Kim. My goodness, Carrie, this is such a great, this is such a great reminder of what so many people went through, but it's also a great reminder to look ahead and not like you said not be fear-based about it but just be paying attention carrie what would you suggest someone who they're listening to this and they realize they have one client or maybe they have two clients what would you suggest they do if they feel like they're maybe maxed out you know maybe they're not understanding how to create a little bit of you know variable situation what would you suggest somebody does and kim that's a really good situation to highlight in this episode in this conversation because that is majority of those out there small businesses entrepreneurs brand new entrepreneurs often start and often start with one client and majority of those people what comes to mind for me is someone that might be working as a virtual assistant and they have one client and maybe they've got a young family and they're working 15 hours a week and because they've got a young family maybe they can't work any more hours however this client that they have is supplying them that income it's it's a perfect scenario they've got the flexibility and they're working to their potential and they can still be with their family and do all the things that they need to do in life so it's an interesting scenario for those people sometimes that's something that may be a, a seasonal thing 
So they may do that for a year or two and then think about making a bit of a change. There may be no reason right now for them to actually change that environment. And if they want to, they can. And for anyone else that isn't maybe as limited in their earning potential or the clients that they can take on, the biggest thing is making the plan. We, we look at where we are today and if we go, okay, yep, I've got a few too many eggs in one basket, it's not ideal, I'm hearing what they're saying and I wanna make a change, don't panic. Don't think that, oh, tomorrow I've gotta to change this and I have to action and make this, make this work better so that if this happens, I'm in a better spot. You could stage this over three months, six months, even 12 months to make a change in your business to flip the percentage of revenue coming in from different sources. I don't want anyone to think that this is something that has to be done overnight, but certainly kind of ignoring this conversation may not be the answer, but just start to think about how you can work this into your business to make yourself a little bit more comfortable and have a lower level of risk should a business not want your services anymore or actually close their doors and not be able to have your services anymore. So there's a few options there, Kim, that I would recommend and each individual needs to look at their own circumstances. And yeah, I don't want anyone to panic, but if you want to make a shift, make a plan. I like that, Carrie. I like the planning part a lot because, you know, sometimes we want to rush out and do something instantly and that can cause us more problems than if we slow down and just get it mapped out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, Kim, do you have any other thoughts on this topic? Well, Gary, you sparked something that I just want to ask another question about, and that is, should someone have all of their business eggs in one basket called a bank? Should it just be one account? Oh, that's a, that's a spicy loaded question, Kim. And do you know what? I think everyone's going to have their own opinion on this and there's been a lot of talk of banks in you know new spaces of late and i don't want to ignore that but at the same time i'm not one to hit the panic button however when it comes to your bank account my personal preference is and and actually practice what i preach is i don't have all of my money in one bank i have two other banks that i use that really are just for holding funds it's not large amounts but it's just it's a little backup and I'll tell you why Kim because here in Australia we've had multiple occurrences before the great freeze after the great freeze where a bank's ATM system or their card system just stops working there'll be just a random day that turns up out of nowhere where you can't access your money electronically online banking systems go down. So that's why I have my money in three different places, just in case. Because if I need to buy something or I urgently need to pay a bill and my bank system isn't available for whatever technical glitches that they're having, I need to access funds. So it's good just to have a little stash somewhere else for an emergency like that. But for anyone out there, you make your own choices. You know, if you are comfortable with who you've got your money in the bank with 
and you are okay with that. If you're thinking you might want to have a little backup plan, maybe choose another banking institution just for those emergencies. But yeah, I think everyone needs to, again, it's about that risk that we hold as business owners and we kind of have to make our own decisions. Good advice though, Carrie. Thank you. You're welcome. And I can't wait for my Easter basket, just saying. Oh, I love Easter baskets. I love bunny rabbits. Oh my goodness. When you scroll on social media and you see the little the little rabbits in the field and kids going to do Easter egg hunts. Oh, that's one of my all-time childhood favorite memories of searching through the grass for the Easter eggs. Now I don't know if I'd do it. I'd be a little bit worried about bugs and spiders and all of the things crawling around. <laughs> I can't wait to get my Easter basket. I'm sure my husband is making me one, right? Oh. <laughs> I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. Well, Kim, thank you for hanging out in the virtual cafe for today's conversation. It's always great to spend time with you. Have a great week, Carrie. You too. Thanks for joining us in the virtual cafe. You can follow the show to be notified of future episodes. And if you're enjoying this podcast, we encourage you to leave a rating or personal review. Until next time, happy biz beans to you. No beans were harmed during the production of this podcast. Information contained in this podcast should be taken as general advice only and your personal circumstances have not been taken into account. It is recommended that you seek financial advice from a professional who is licensed to do so. If you choose to act upon the general advice shared, you do so at your own risk.